Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Fair Fear podcast. My name is AJ Kierens, and I'm proud to be your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to those artists and designers from around the world who help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. This week is no different. It's a great episode featuring the lovely and talented designer, illustrator, and self-proclaimed warrior, the one and only Miss Lily Therringe, checking in from Sacramento, California. And we're really excited to share this one with you. It's just a really good episode. You know, we really had a good vibe, good insight, good perspective, and just a really interesting, you know, life story. Her journey, her path was a very honest one. You know, we we shared in those experiences and really were able to make it really relatable. And I think you really dig on that. You know, lilytherens.com, L-I-L-Y-T-H-E-R-E-N-S.com. It's always Lily Theron's on IG, on the Instagram as well. So you can follow along with that, see her see her adventures, see what she's working on currently. And it's uh, it's a great story that doesn't come without, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, just, uh, I think, a lot of stories you have and a lot of adventures in life that are not always, uh, you know, storybook and cookie cutter. And she went through some cool stuff, very unique background and um, original focus where she was going to school. You know, this part is always weird because we don't want to ruin it for you, but uh, we, we like to have you be excited and find it interesting just as we did, and it's a really good story, and we came to learn of Lily through her work with Urban Roots, and that's just really just kind of one you know, chapter in a really interesting story, so Urban Roots is doing some really cool stuff. You know, If you check out the, the massive mural that she was a part of, it's her design, and it's just really cool to, to see that and put things in perspective. This is... Uh, it's kind of a milestone episode, 125 episodes, which is it's just mind-boggling. So we're really humbled. We're really excited. 16ozcanvas.com, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. That's what we call it. That's what we do. And that's what we're really proud of. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 16ozcanvas. We are also doing the Art of Craft Beer hubbub in Bridgeton, Maine, September 28th and 29th. You can go to theartofcraftbeer.com for more information. We are super excited for how things are shaping up. Really have a wonderful uh, lineup of artists. We've got some incredible food. We've got music lined up. It's a beautiful space. With that, we'll pause really quick because we just came back from our, you know, summer adventure our summer experience in maine we had the time in harrison you know stopped in in bridgeton and then the last few days in portland and so what we're thinking because we had such a special experience this trip we met so many great people we had a get together at navarro res and um you know we went to oxbow we went to went to bissell went to high roller went to standard gastropub you know we did some really amazing things we met some really wonderful people and what we're thinking and we're hoping is to do maybe our first non-interview podcast, maybe, you know, call it Off the Canvas or something like that, but just focus on, you know, vacation land, you know, the way it should be. And so we're going to brainstorm on that and just find maybe a way to, to do something really unique. So, uh, you know, look for that in the future. We're, we're trying to figure out a way to, to make that, that work. 
but we just thought that this part of the show we would ramble on for a half hour if we tried to thank everybody but just know that it was incredible we met some you know new folks we met some you know guests we've had in the past you know it was wonderful to to celebrate you know episode 124 you know with laura you know, went to uh, uh, with uh, Definitive. You know, we went to Definitive. You know, we did the whole. You know, went to made, made some new friends over at Good Fire, and so there's just way too much for us to kind of you know to to talk about. You know, in this part of the episode, without it just becoming a uh, you know a main focus and taking over from you know Lily's episode. But you know, the artofrapier.com. We're really excited about the hubbub. It's you know got to spend time with Will over at Standard. You know, did some brainstorming, did some planning, real quick. You know, here are eight artists that we have. We're all working on having some live artwork too, which is really cool. But we have Dean McKeever. He's done work with Treehouse, and we have Vitamin C's. Heidi Geist, our good friend for the 48 Beer Project with so many breweries to list, just ridiculous, and it's just wonderful, and she's wrapping that up, and we're hoping to have her on in the next couple weeks. Earl Holloway, KCBC, AJ DeWitt, Monday Night Brewing, uh, Garage, uh, Eric Nahls, uh, Erica Nahls with uh, Norway Brewing Company, which again, another amazing experience we had while we were there in Norway, Maine. We had to spend the day there. We brewed a beer for the hubbub. You know, I was put to work, had a wonderful experience, you know, was there at Nine o'clock in the morning, you know, first cup of coffee was at the brewery all the way till, you know, the nighttime we're there with our families and we, you know, broke bread and we had beers and laughs and just it it was a wonderful experience. So I can't thank Charlie and uh, Erica enough and the crew over there at Norway for making it just a a bucket list, life changing uh, day. So, like I said, you know, Laura Bramley, we got to hang out with, uh, you know, in person, you know, she will be uh, one of the featured artists. Dan Blakesley, we had him, you know, last year at Keller Liddell. He'll be also performing on Sunday as part of the music that we're having, as well as uh, showcase his art. And Maggie Gagliardi, who's done, you know, work with Front Porch Collective. She has a mural at Austin Street up there, and so we're really excited to be able to tie that all together. Um, yeah, we, we're... We're super excited. We're going to have, you know, no Wolfpack uh, DJ in session one. Dan's going to be playing session three. We'll be announcing uh, who's playing the, the, the Saturday night session two soon. We've got uh, O, um, Portland, High Roller Lobster Company, Standard Gastro Pub, and Mommy Street Food as some of our food vendors who will be there. So this is literally going to be like nothing like you've ever experienced before. We've got folks coming in from different parts of the country who have already messaged us and let us know that they're flying out for it. It's fucking awesome to hear that. If you're thinking about it, Bridgeton's a wonderful town. It's a wonderful experience. And this is just, you know, the the, the all roads, how we're going to do it is something truly wonderful and it's something special. And you're going to be part of something that's completely unique. And this is really just getting started. We're going to be looking to do other events but there's only going to be one of these a year in Maine and it's always going to be special and so we're just just getting started honored and uh, really excited to be teaming up with Will Holmes from Standard Gastro Pub and All Roads Hub so theartofcraftbeer.com and remember support your local artists we've got our Dune Hanger glasses we've got some of those still available 16ouncecanvas.com backslash store and with that let's get into it Lily Theron's episode 125 Whew. I always like when, it, you know, we always talk about weird math numbers. I like multiples of five, and then you got, you know, it's a multiple of 25. So five times five times five, 125. And so, whew, we're just uh, honored and blown away. We're trying to uh, organize things to work on our season 12 announcement video. It's not like we're, we're not busy. And then uh, 
pretty soon we'll be dropping the September Doodle or Die with our boy Robbie Davis. So never a dull moment. We're keeping it busy, keeping it moving, and let's get into it. Episode 125, Lily Theron's 16-ounce canvas. We love you. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Very excited to have with us today, checking in from Sacramento, California, Lily Theron's. You can find her on social media at Lily Theron's, that's L-I-L-Y, the R-E-N-S, and that's also .com. Find out all of her information there. We came to learn of Lily through her work with uh, Urban Roots Brewing, and it's like I was saying before, it's just really been a pleasure to kind of follow along with your your other work outside of beer and just kind of see how busy you are. Lily's actually, you know, on location right now working on a mural, um, which we were watching her story you know, just minutes ago was doing some work. So she stepped out <laughs> and to, uh, to join us. So, so thanks so much, Lily. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Awesome. Awesome. So like I said, you're, you're super busy, which we always love to see. And you, you know, you're kind of uh, all sorts of different, you know, accounts and portfolio, you know, your, your action on your website, you know, lilytherens.com, lilyct.com for, folks who you know have trouble spelling and um yeah just you really have a, a diverse mix of you know clients you're working on you know you do you're doing murals you're doing magazine work print work and it's just kind of uh you're super busy so i'm uh that's fucking awesome let me let's just let's just put that out there that's yeah. great thank you yeah, yeah. It, it sounds really cool but it's pretty exhausting <laughs> yeah yeah well, how do you, how do you make it work? How do you how do you how is your time management? <laughs> oh, well, you would think I'd be really good at that, <laughs> but uh, not so much. I'm working on it. Yeah, I, I think really the, the challenge is like finding time for myself outside of that stuff because I get really focused in on my work and I get really excited about projects that I'm working on. But it's harder for me to pull away from that and and be like, oh, I need actually, you know take a shower sometimes <laughs> or, you know, grab, have some time to grab a beer or, you know, spend time with my dog who I have been abandoning this week by working on this mural. So I feel pretty bad about that. But yeah, the, the struggle is just the, that balance, you know, it's like I could work all day and all night, you know, that's what coffee's for, but it's trying to find time to actually enjoy the fruits of my labor. That's where I'm not very good at. Yeah, I can. Yeah, coffee is key, but then I also realize that the body sometimes <laughs> realizes how much you're taking in and kind of is like, you, you can't, it's not gonna, I can't keep you up anymore. No, no, no matter how many espressos no. you have. Yeah. Yeah. And with age, it doesn't work as well. <laughs> Your body has its own agenda in that situation. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. amen to that. Now, this is the part where you have to tell your story and I just kind of kick back and I'm going to drink my coffee. <laughs> Okay. So yeah, what's the you know cool. what's the what's the Lily story? How did you you know how did you find your your passion in you know design and illustration? You know where did you know take us back as far as you want to go? But we'd love to kind of just you know follow along with your journey. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think a pretty key thing for all creatives is, in a way, we always knew that there was something there. There was a a driving force that really pushed us to want to be creative people, right? It's like the talent was there, but you also have to really love what that is. So obviously that was, that's like always present. Even from when I was really young, I I acknowledged it, but it wasn't really a goal of mine to pursue a creative career because I 
<laughs> I think a lot of it comes from my parents are, are kind of like in the simplest term hippies. <laughs> so they, they kind of did their own thing. They, um, they lived in California. So I'm like born and raised in California. And my, my dad is from Cleveland. My mom is from California and my dad was kind of like a hitchhiking uh, sort of transient through California when he was, when he met my mom and obviously the rest is history, but uh, they stayed in California because that's really their thing. They, they really love being out in nature. My dad is sort of like, his name is Dave. And uh, a lot of people call him Davy Crockett because he really is. It's like this kind of wild frontiersman. He is, so obviously that makes him creative in his own right. He was a carpenter my whole life. And he actually built the house that my parents still live in himself like he had the property log that they live on and then he milled the lumber himself and built the house from the lumber that he milled so it's pretty crazy like that's sort of the lifestyle that I grew up in was you know sort of like pull yourself up from your bootstraps and and figure it out and you you know find your own way not necessarily the way that society really wants you to go and I think that's kind of like a greater idea of that sort of hippie lifestyle right <laughs> and and my mom has always just been like very uh, she kind of likes living off grid and I think that that was really imprinted on me when I was a kid we, we pretty I pretty much grew up without electricity so I know that sounds like pretty strange but um, it obviously influenced me a great deal because I didn't have like TV to watch. I didn't really pick up on those kinds of things when I was a kid, like pop culture uh, from when I was a kid. It's just like lost upon me <laughs> because it, all I did was uh, watch videos at my friend's houses and they were, you know, like Disney films and stuff. And that was pretty much the greatest exposure I got to pop culture as a kid. But yeah, it was like, it kind of forced me to be creative. I was, I was always outside doing something like what is there to do inside when you don't have electricity? It's like draw or read or write. And so I was always really into that kind of stuff, but really I was just always outside, like playing and you know, using my imagination in ways that I think kids should have that opportunity to do. And I, I think it was just like, I was forced into that, you know? So I've always had this sort of like, creative drive in my life I think it was kind of like forced upon me but uh yeah I didn't I didn't always listen to that instinct because when I was in school I'm so I basically my parents were raising me in this really small remote town California it's called Laytonville and uh it's really just like a town that you'll drive through if you're driving north through California but you won't even really recognize that it's a town other than there's like one gas station and a grocery store, it's like 1200 people or something. And so that was where I grew up. And pretty much my entire impetus for everything I did was just to get the heck out of Dodge. So I was in school and basically my goal was like, well, how can I guarantee myself a, a ticket out of this town? I have to study hard. I have to work really hard to get out like I wanted to go to a good school I worked really hard I was like your typical like good student <laughs> worked really hard at that and 
basically, I went to UC Davis. Uh, I was a science major. Uh, I pursued science all through high school, like focused on science and been like, this is where I can make the most money. I'm going to work. Uh, I mean, I wanted to do forensic science, actually. I was really into that. But maybe it was just like me being like a true crime fanatic and not realizing that you actually had to do science. Because <laughs> when I went to Davis, I was an environmental science major and uh, quickly realized that I had no clue what I was doing. Like I basically had to take chemistry class, pass or no pass, because I was failing on my chemistry classes and it wasn't really working out for me. And I was like, what the hell? Like, this is what I've been studying for. This is what I worked so hard for. I've never failed at anything before. I don't get it. And then it just kind of occurred to me that I wasn't really listening to myself. Like I wasn't being true to who I was and needed to pursue something more creative. And that kind of came upon me after taking some courses that sparked that in me. And it was one of those situations where like, as soon as I told my parents, as soon as I told, you know, my high school teachers or whatever, they were all like, yeah, why, we knew that. Why didn't you know that? <laughs> why didn't you want to pursue this to begin with? And I was like, oh, why didn't you guys tell me to? I just felt like I was just following that path, you know. It was like, this is the, the path from A to Z, and, and this is the way you're supposed to do it if you want to get to college and if you want to be, you know, successful. And I didn't really listen to myself and all of that. So yeah, I quickly switched majors and I became like a visual communications major uh, as well as an art history major. So I graduated with those two degrees. But even then it was just like, when you graduate, you're not given a, a guidebook on what you do with that degree. It's not so simple. You think, oh, I have a degree, I'll get a job easily. Well, I didn't and I was like broke. My parents were like, yeah, we're not supporting you anymore. Um, and that's when I moved to Sacramento because it was way cheaper than living in a college town like Davis, which is pretty close by. It's like 25 minute drive away. And, uh, yeah, I moved to Sac because it was like the only rent that I could afford. And I split this really large one bedroom with a total stranger who obviously became really good friends with, but it just, from there, I, I struggled for a while, you know, it's like, I didn't know what my path was going to be. I was working at a tattoo shop. I was like, oh, this is like close to being creative work. I'm going to mop floors at a tattoo shop and I'll be close to creative people and artists. And, and it was cool for a little while, but it wasn't a great tattoo shop. <laughs> like I look back and I'm like, those artists were not good. <laughs> but yeah, it just from there, it's just like, you know, you got to put in the hustle, you got to put in the work, it doesn't just come to you, it doesn't fall in your lap. And I feel like my big break really was working with Urban Roots when they first launched here in Sacramento is pretty big deal. And I was really lucky enough to get in on that early. And I had a personal relationship with one of the owners from a, a previous uh, establishment that he owned. It's like a beer cafe here in Sacramento called Pangea which is an awesome place. And I was there all the time. And I just got to know the owner just by pure, like, being there all the time, being a regular, I got to know him. And, and he found out that I was a designer and an illustrator. And that really kicked it all off. And from ever since then, that was about two years ago. It's just been, like, nonstop work. 
so that's really how I arrived where I am today. It's just, just hard work and sort of listening to myself, I guess. Yeah. No, I, I, I love the story and I have a lot of questions, but I wanted to, it was your, <laughs> your natural, you know, people are always like, did I talk too much? And I'm like, no, like that's the best. And that's kind of where I've, <laughs> I've evolved as an interviewer. I, early on, I would have totally interrupted you right probably around the, the no electricity or the hippie part. Cause I, you know, my <laughs> wife and I used to kind of do the, I don't know. I, I we used to do the big mu- music festivals and pretty much every summer it was just, we would, you know, we always joke, we end up at this random music festival in, in West Virginia yeah. where like you, we drove down this like one lane road on t- to a mountain that like in hindsight, uh-huh. if anything had happened, like there was no way out. Like <laughs> you were like trapped in this like yeah. land, but I did a radio show and we got free tickets and there's a couple bands we liked and we're like, we're going to go to West Virginia this weekend. And it was just, it was very natural and it was, you know. Yeah, it was a, uh, it's a, uh, it was a more simpler time. It definitely makes me uh, have a newfound appreciation for things. Yeah, but, and that's it's so funny because like the town where I grew up in is is this hub for big hippie festivals. There's like a, it's called the Hog Farm in the town I grew up in, and uh, I don't know if you're like a, a Deadhead or a Grateful Dead fan at all, which I'm mm-hmm. not, but my dad is. Um, but there's this roadie wavy gravy. He's like a yes. clown. Yep. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know who wavy gravy is? Okay. Uh, so I, I've uh, met he... wavy gravy. Yeah. So I will, uh, yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. We, we used to have yeah. a, we had a, a dead, they called it like dead haven or dead heaven or something back in the day and it evolved uh, into gathering uh-huh. of the vibes. And for like the last five or six years, he was like the MC, which I think was just kind of a reach. I mean, he's a nice old man, but like he, they just kind of propped him up. Yeah. They just kind of propped him up on stage and were like, hey, this is like one degree of separation from, you know, getting on the bus. And yep. it, it was a reach. But he was, a, he's a, he meant well. And, you know, he was a, he was always smiling and probably still having flashbacks and what have you. So he was, he was good people, but <laughs> it, was, it was definitely a reach. Yeah, so so he has a clown camp in my hometown. <laughs> wow, it's on the hog <laughs> farm, yeah. and so yeah, it's I, a lot of my friends went to clown camp, and when I tell people that, they don't believe me. They're like, "Okay, what do you do in clown camp?" I'm like, "You learn to juggle. You walk on stilts." <laughs> I never did it. My dad tried to get me to do it, and I was like, "I'm not doing that hippie <laughs> shit." Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, I can see. So I can, my parents were really yeah. into it. <laughs> I can. I tell. I mean, non hippie before. I taught myself to juggle, and I, that's one of my fun party tricks. But it's not. It's only. I can only do balls. <laughs> I can't do like bowling pins or any shit like that. Yeah. No flames yeah. or knives. But I mean, I can definitely see how you not loving the hippie thing because it seems like you probably had a period where just like the whole idea you were just trying to do everything like kind of rock the system yeah. and not be like your parents, right? And you were. And right. Rap, right. So you probably yeah, definitely you probably have a different style of music. You know, you weren't you were like, uh-huh. yeah, so I could totally see like the hippie thing was just like probably you know, uh, very symbolic for what you did not want to be. For sure. It's like the, the opposite. I, you know, I wanted to reject all of that. I was like, get me the hell out of here. I'm not defined by like where I'm from or, you know, who my parents are, or what they want me to do. You know, I kind of, and you're right, like, music was a big re- part of that. It's like, oh, I got really into, like, punk music. Yeah, know? It's exactly. like, I, I was, didn't want to, like, <laughs> yes, I could sit get, back yeah. and relax. <laughs> yeah, right? You're like, fuck the man, I'm out, you know, this yeah. stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Know, exactly. Well, yeah. 
yeah, so, it's yeah, great. You, yeah. you nailed it. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, I was like, I could totally. See, yeah, then it's uh, you know, especially right because that's how you know you have your head down in the books and you're like, this is the def- definite way I can get out. And then I, I just love how everybody let you go that way though, even though they knew that you were a creative. Like, yeah, that, I think that's wonderful. <laughs> it's I mean, it, it probably caused you some some heartache at times, but if they had said to you like, yeah. you should be an artist, and you probably would be working in some lab right now and like being like, well, I'm still like, and, no, for sure. So that, that's, I mean, that's beautiful in a way. They let you I mean the, that's like kind of the hippie way, right? They let you kind of go your path and <laughs> didn't, you know, just kind of totally. were there for you to, but, and then, and then, then they said, well, we're, I mean, we're glad you found your way, but we're not supporting that way. So uh, <laughs> figure that right. shit out too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, it's mostly like my dad's perspective, right? He's, he's kind of a, a I don't want to say a hard ass cause he is sort of like this, you know, loving hippie but he, he is like very much uh, he made his own way in life he he literally has he literally built that house built which is fucking everything. crazy yes <laughs> it's yeah it's insane people don't really quite understand what that means i mean obviously he had a crew of people working with him that he worked with regularly as his like carpentry crew but it's still i have never heard of that you know it's like you you hire people to do those things he designed the house himself like He's just an everyday architect in a way, you know, he could have been an architect if he wanted. That's really, he loved doing that. He loved designing the house. He, he has designed and built houses for other people, but you wouldn't by any means call him an architect, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pure and it's, it's nice. Cause yeah, I think it's a great story. Cause I mean, personally mm-hmm. i'm the least fucking handy person ever and i it's embarrassing but like you know like i have friends who are like oh i did this this, this weekend i'm like oh like i put together a shelf from ikea with an allen wrench and i had right, to follow right. 97 97 <laughs> steps on hard. The, yeah and i'm like oh anytime i do that anytime i do anything handy i'm like i make sure like i'm around all my handy friends and i can like act cool yeah <laughs> Right. Yeah. I helped a friend. Oh yeah. I helped a friend with his front porch and I made sure he took photos of me helping him so that I could show people that I did something (laughs) with a saw. Look at, yeah. yeah, look how capable I I'm am. I'm like, oh, look, look at that candid photo that Greg happened to take of me. Like, meanwhile, that was like take 70. And he's probably like, I asked you here to help me, not to pose, you know? So love you, Greg. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that, uh, yeah. I think it's great. And another thing that we always come back to is people have really shitty jobs that they can always look back on. I know I have a few. And I think that you're, <laughs> mopping the the shitty tattoo parlor is probably up there and that makes you appreciate yeah the fact that you're so busy you're like oh i could be cleaning up some blood off the floor right now and uh this is not for this, sure this is much better yeah i could be emptying emptying a a you know a bag of yeah. hypodermics <laughs> yeah i was like oh where's she gonna go with this like hazardous <laughs> materials <laughs> yeah yeah lily can you go out and clear this bag out it's like oh thanks right you're, you're like <laughs> you're working at the shitty place. And so it's like, and you're the cleaning person. It's like, Oh, like I'm pretty low on the yeah. shitty place totem pole here. For sure. Yeah. It was, it was, I thought, you know, first week it was a cool job. And cause I, I just got to, I got paid to sit and draw all day with tattoo artists, you know, right. but they, it wasn't, you know, looking back, it's like, Oh, that was total fantasy. <laughs> yeah. And now given the fact that, you know, with, with urban roots, you know, that huge undertaking of, you know, playing such a key part in their branding and stuff, was that, at first, was that mm-hmm. a little overwhelming for you, you know, given that was kind of, like, a huge deal? 
Yeah, I mean, a little bit because it was the biggest project I'd had as far as like a client work. And, and you know, it, it's I work a nine to five job on top of all of this. And I love my job. So I'm not in it. It's great to have health benefits and whatnot. But yeah, it's like when you do all of that outside of work, it's like, why am I still working this job when I'm clearly so busy with this other stuff that I could do this as a full time job, you know, but it, yeah, it was a little bit crazy at first because I I do freelance. I've done freelance ever since I've been a designer working, but that was the largest undertaking of my career at that point. And uh, I was just really lucky that they trusted me with so much of it. You know, it was just like they they really were like, we love your style. We want that to be our style. And I just was like, wait, really? Are you sure? <laughs> You mean me, right? You're picking like, me? Yeah, you're right? Yeah, yeah. Like, looking around me, like, me? <laughs> but, yeah, that was, it was, it was a little bit intimidating, but I also am, like, I have this tendency to just be, like, have I done it yet? No, but can I do it? I know I can. So I'm going to say yes, regardless of what the project is. And uh, they really believed in me and so I was like well if they believe in me I guess I need to believe in myself even though maybe deep down I don't I don't know if I do yet but I'm gonna figure it out right we're gonna find out yeah I I think that's yeah I think it's wonderful because their their brand is you know that it is your vibe It, it, it I mean it's really cool that they a felt that love you know and they felt and they really wanted it and like sought you out to do that you know getting to that point where they're gonna open up their shop and say hey Lily like we've been following what you're doing and we love it and we want to team up. It's, I mean, it's really, anytime anyone reaches out and just has positive feedback, you know, even if I get a quick message and, you know, my DMs, it's like really dug the episode, like, and it's a stranger or something or just someone, you know, it just, it means a lot because you're, you're not, you're doing it for your own reasons. And then to have somebody notice when you don't realize it is even better. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're just plugging away at what you're doing and you're like, I'm doing what I do and you're not stepping outside of that at all you're not reflecting and then they kind of force you to reflect when they say, Hey, uh, what you're doing with a is like really impressing me and, and I can't wait to see B. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what we, what I think when, when you hang up the phone today, you'll think like, wow, I just talked about my whole life. And when you listen to it, it's kind of crazy. You think about where you are and how you ended up and you know, the fact you went to school to be a scientist, which I mean, my wife's a science teacher and we have tons of science in the family. So, I mean, that's amazing of itself that you were, and I do, uh, I can totally see the forensic, like, oh, yeah, I like law and order, so I want to be a forensic person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was totally sold on it. I was like, I'm going to be in a lab all day, and this is going to be so cool. But, yeah, yeah I had cool a little background bit music, of a, right. uh, Yeah, cool background music, <laughs> yeah. which is totally... You had a little bit of a romanticized version of it, right? Right. Folks, and if you're watching and you think that's how it is, like, you would never be in a lab that's, like, 75%, <laughs> 75% dark, and most of those you know, figuring out the, you know, the solutions or whatever's in the thing doesn't take seconds. You know, it's like a day and a half later or you know, <laughs> hours later and yeah, it's so me. pristine. <laughs> right. And you're covered, like you're covered, you know, yeah. you're covered up. There's no, you know, people aren't just like hanging out, having a sandwich in the lab, you know, like shit like that. My wife's like, what the hell is going on? Right. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't Dexter. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Yeah. I, yeah. I was super into that stuff. I went to like, I spent a summer in DC. I went to like a forensics camp. Like I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I was totally sold on it. And I, I spent 
actually when I was in high school, I worked like my summer job was I worked at a state park and uh, I just got to sit in the little kiosk and like accept people all day. Like, you know, just I was like the grass services person and uh, I just got to sit and read and listen to music all day, which is really awesome. So this is like the, the summers leading up to my graduation and me applying to schools and whatnot. I was reading these like true crime novels or, you know, reading about like Charles Manson or whatever it was, you know. Oh, there we go. Yes. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. That's all right. Waiting for uh, it was perfect, a traffic though. accident to occur. <laughs> no, it was perfect because it was like right when you stopped talking. So it was awesome. Like it didn't drown you out at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this car just backed into another car. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I think we jinxed them. Sorry, universe. But yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. So. This is, well, and I, I'm going to ask you about your career question, but like going, this is just, um, I don't know, it's a weird question. So I don't, when, so you live, like you grew up without electricity. Was there like a, I have yeah. electricity moment that you had? Like when you had your, like, is that in college? Was that just like, like, <laughs> well, actually it was, it was when I was still in high school and, uh, it was after my dad had built the house. He, they had purchased this piece of land. It's like 40 acres of land and my dad built the house on it. And it had like electricity lines running to it. So it was like what my parents had built their whole life up to is like getting a house of their own where we had electricity. <laughs> and so I did have electricity like my junior or like probably like my senior year of high school was like the last little bit of high school where I got to enjoy it. But my MO in high school is like I would just spend every weekend at my friend's house you know, I'd be like, I'm getting the hell out of here. What am I going to do as a teenager in <laughs> in the middle of nowhere? So obviously I'd like go stay at my friend's house and like party on weekends. <laughs> all right. That's, that's what I was figuring, right? It's kind of like, all right, I'm out of here. You know, it's like, ah, oh, yeah. But I just had, yeah, a, I was wondering I like, that, yeah. You know. It was, it was interesting. Like we had a, we had a generator um, to run electricity is like for simple things, right? Like if we wanted to watch a movie, we had a TV that could run on the generator. We, if we had to do laundry, um, we could run the generator and run a load of wash, but everything else is like propane. So we had a propane fridge, a propane, you know, a gas stove, everything else was, uh, you know, analog, didn't need electricity for. Um, and I, I just like distinctly remember being, you know, a teenage girl and I'm like, I just want to like straighten my hair or something. And I can't do that because I don't have a way to do that. Yeah, that was, that was I, mean, I, I was like, I was wondering that, like, yeah, the just kind of the getting your shit together for for school and stuff like that, and how kids could be. Yeah, you know, no, like, I we uh, we definitely had like lamps and like kerosene lamps and um, candles. I would do, and I was like, I was super active in high school. I was like, I was an athlete. I was, you know, uh, a academic I did like debate team or you know mock trial or whatever those all those extracurriculars I did but you know that would mean I would come home after dark after like soccer practice or whatever and I'd have to do sometimes like homework by candlelight or whatever you know I'd be I made it work and I think that that just like the spirit of that was really what has made me a hard worker so I, I don't take it for granted at all.
are back. You're listening to episode 125. Lily Theron's right here on the 16-ounce canvas. The Art of Craft Beer podcast. I told you it was an interesting story. I told her she worked her ass off and she really got, you know, to this place. It wasn't easy. And I think that's one of the things we really try to do is... We meet people and they're at this place where they're busy and they're doing a lot of great work. And if you look at Lily's portfolio and just the work that she's doing, lilytherens.com, lilytherens on Instagram, you will see all this work that they're doing now. But it's really, it's kind of a disservice if you just kind of fast forward or, you know, skip ahead to the good parts. Because I, I really... Sometimes I really, my favorite part of someone's story is learning how they got there. And, you know, we, you know, we joke about, you know, her as an urban hippie and, you know, her story and, you know, asking about, you know, what it was like without, you know, electricity and things of that nature. But it really, it really shaped her as a person and the choices that she made and who she thought she was as a person at that time. And it's okay to, to change that narrative. It's okay to, be introspective and look at your life and realize what's really important and who you really are. And I know that I do that all the time. You know, I think of, you know, everyone asks you if you, you know, if money wasn't an object, what would you do? You know, what would your dream career be? Or what, you know, where would you go? Or who, you know, basically who would you be? And you got to do that once in a while. You got to sit back and close your eyes and, think really truly what's important and you know we've mentioned it before you know life and loss and love you know you, you learn these experiences and you, and you meet people and their choices and who they are shape you as an individual and you kind of continue to evolve you know I'm an older older guy older dude you know doing the dad bod thing and you know I really um I try to you know, keep an open mind and hope that I'm evolving as a person, you know, as a, as a, as a father, as a husband, you know, as a, as a friend, you know, all these things, all these roles that I play. And I think people's stories are, are beautiful and they're really exciting to me. And I think that, you know, the, the human, you know, human nature and just kind of our, our experiences are just wonderful. And, you know, Lily's a great story you know, it's got a lot of uh, interesting pieces to it, but you can just kind of see the evolution of it. And I love that she had this, you know, she was set on who she was going to be and what she wasn't going to be and where she was going to go and what she was going to do and, you know, getting into science and forensics. But having this calling, which was her truer self, and it wasn't easy, you know, I could have done without the, you know, hypodermic needles, you know, discussion and visualization as needles, you know, really... Even just saying this right now is making me really uncomfortable. It just kind of freaks me out. But she's worked really hard, and you know, not that it means anything to her or whatever. But like, there's a like source of pride in you know to, to having people tell their stories and share those experiences with you. You know, people come on here and, and they don't know where it's going to go. They don't know how this conversation is going to go, or they're not used to talking about themselves. You know, we do it all the time, so we're we're kind of you know kind of comfortable behind the microphone, and we've I feel we've we've you know got a good groove going. We're able to kind of naturally get people to talk about themselves without feeling like they're being pretentious or you know self-absorbed 
you know, folks. But, you know, I hope, you know, I hope when Lily hears this, I hope she realizes, you know, what an awesome story she has. And we're just excited to see, you know, what's next in that, in that next chapter. So let's get right back into it. Part two, Lily Theron, episode 125, the 16-ounce canvas, the art of craft beer podcast. That's what it is. Enjoy. Yeah, so I think that's what's really great about it is that, you know, that's kind of, you know, part of your path is you know just make figuring out a way to get shit done as an artist and you're doing murals which you know when you're scoping them out right it seems like the perfect oh this is me but then there's all these odd shapes and indents and weird textures and you're really having to be adaptive and so take us take us inside because you know you're like i said you're doing murals you know you did the, the if you go to um lily's website lilytherens.com uh you can see the massive mural you did for urban roots you know how how is your process? You know, what are, what are your mediums? You know, what are you working on? You're, you're doing, like I said, digital work. You're doing painting. Your murals. Mm-hmm. You're 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 really versatile, and I think that kind of goes with your like. I, I'm just gonna get this shit done, and you know, whatever yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever it takes. You know, you're adaptive, which is really uh, you know really commendable. Yeah, oh, I appreciate that because um, I do feel like that is the beauty of kind of being a creative in general. It's just like you have this skill to be creative and and have a creative approach to whatever it is you're doing, or, you know, you find creative solutions. That's like what our gift is as creative people. So I just think it's it's like a greater idea of what it means to be creative is to to be adaptable in that way. But yeah, I I mean, I mainly, I work digitally. So like you said, I do a lot of uh, editorial illustration for like print magazines and uh, my previous job, I, I actually worked at a magazine and was an editorial designer there. So I did a lot of editorial design, like page layout. And um, that's where I really got into illustration. And I found that I just really love doing digital illustration. So Illustrator is like my total jam. It's just what, you know, I'm really good at. So I basically work completely in Illustrator and then take whatever design or art it is and then apply you know go into photoshop and and do whatever textures or colors you know manipulate a little bit but i always start i always start pen to paper but you know illustrator is really like where i thrive um so yeah like that urban roots mural was a totally new territory for me and it's such a blessing because i have really found that I love doing that like mirror especially now because people are really into murals right now and I don't know I don't think it's just local to Sacramento by any means like I go everywhere I go the street art is really like a a big part of what a city is these days like curated well done street art you know yeah and I think that there's just there's a lot of uh patrons who are willing to pay for that because they admire it and they understand what that brings to a community or what that brings to visitors of, you know, say a restaurant or a brewery, or right now I'm, I'm working at like an art gallery co-working space. And I just think that people are, are starting to appreciate that more. And, and by that, it just gives me greater ability to sort of capitalize on it. Right. Um, but yeah, I, the urban roots mural, I was like, I told them up front, I was like, I can do the design for you, but as far as painting goes, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm going to be honest. Like, Very honest. <laughs> especially because the wall there 
yeah uh, it's so big this wall it's like 40 feet tall and like 70 feet wide or something crazy like that and um I was lucky because they they hired a muralist who is pretty big locally her name is Marin Conrad um she had worked on other murals locally and she stepped in to sort of take my design and and scale it up and and I got to work with her on that so definitely want to throw credit to her and and the people that she works with their way because that's really how I got to do muraling like I learned from them it's just like I was an apprentice to them but it was my design and uh you know I really got into it like I would leave work and get excited to go outside and just be outside and and paint all day like that's the dream (laughs) oh like a hippie look at you look a hippie out in the woods (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know I know don't tell my parents (laughs) well that was gonna I was gonna I don't know if that was like they're gonna be able to listen to you like are they still off the grid like what's they gonna know you did this um, they'll know. My mom will be very excited for me, but she doesn't know what a podcast is. <laughs> yeah, my dad's always like, Oh, the podcast thing you do like and like just like two hands <laughs> like two hands puts his phone at me and it's like, Can you get it on? And I'm like, Sure and we'll, I mean, so yeah. if you're listening, Dad, it, you know, let me know. I appreciate it. Love you. Yeah. I think my my parents are very proud of me. I think that they're really excited that I am a creative person because they are they're both creative people. And I think that they admire that, that I was able to actually go and make a living off of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, you might not so like I this, but you're like, you're like a modern day, listen. you're like a modern day hippie. Like, I don't know if you'd like that title, but like <laughs> you definitely all the ideals and being true to yourself and being creative and expressing yourself and doing, you know, being true. Yeah, to your, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm right. Lily, you know, I'm right. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. It's true though. I know. Cause you know, I was influenced by that, right? It's like, I can't help what my roots were. And it's, you know, despite how much I want to reject that or, you know, try try to shake it. Yeah. (laughs) It's just who who I am just because they did raise me at the end of the day. That is me. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah. You know, I'm a parent. I think it's wonderful. That's all right. Yeah. I mean, mean, everything you want to do is like kind of like spite our parents, right? So it's always like, you know, it's there's some level to that. (laughs) So when I look back. Like, now that I have kids, I look back at stuff my parents did, and I'm like, oh, they were right. I hate that, you know? So, man. Yep. And I got to figure a way to, like, eat humble pie, but, like, try to be cool about it when I tell them that they were right. And so, still a few, <laughs> right. few more of those totally. to do. Yeah. So, so. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't have kids, but I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, that poor dog, though. I mean, he just texted me. He's pissed. Yeah. So, you really got yeah. <laughs> I know. He probably, he is. He's, like, sitting at home with his little sad puppy dog eyes. I just know it. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> so, so uh, back to Urban Roots, when you do the labels for the cans, what what is that process like in terms of like, you know, timeline, how much time you give in, how are you, how are you working with the, the team over there to, to bring the, you know, to visualize the, the, the beer? Uh, so really, I haven't got to do a whole lot of labels for them. Um, I'd love to, but they, they have another artist that they work with too. Okay. Um, so I've only done a, a couple of labels just to say that much, but, um, yeah, yeah. really I, I worked as a other, uh, local breweries here in Sacramento too. And cool. I, the one, uh, one brewery here, it's called bike dog brewing. They're pretty small local brewery. 
and uh, I did some labels for them. And it was uh, actually one of the owners, Sage. He is a graphic designer himself, and he does most of the labels. Um, but it just happened to be that I know him personally, and he was like, hey, uh, I have these labels that need to get done this weekend, and there's two of them. And uh, I can't do them because I'm out of town. I really need you to do these. <laughs> so I had, like, three days to do two labels. And that was probably one of the most intense deadlines I had to work on as far as a beer label goes. Yeah. That was yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, it's, you can knock out a design in a day, right? But it's, if you the, say so, the I creative can't. process doesn't take a day. <laughs> yeah. Like if you really were like, oh, I have a vision in mind, I'm, I can execute it in a day, right? Like I can actually illustrate or, you know, complete a design, but a hundred is not going to be what I want it to be because I didn't give myself that time to go through that creative process where like you have a breakdown halfway through what you're doing <laughs> you question everything halfway through <laughs> like the first one I was like yeah I know what I'm doing I have a vision and then I did it and I was like this isn't what I wanted it to be like this looks so crappy and uh, I think that people don't account for that that time in the creative process when they assign something you know it's like yeah, you can execute something really quickly. You can put a texture on an image. You can throw a few images, collage an image together or something. But is it going to look awesome? Is it going to be impactful? Uh, probably not. It's going to be pretty derivative. So I think uh, in general, I, I when I have worked on other labels, they usually give like a week or two lead time on that. And that's enough time to really sit, sit with the design a little bit. Like, is this what I actually want it to be? And then, you know, cry a little bit <laughs> when you realize it's not what you wanted it to be. And then you kind of start from scratch again. I think that's like what the creative process is like, at least for me. And when I relate that to other designers, they're like, oh yeah. Or, you know, other artists, even musicians, you know, they're like, oh yeah, I, I know that. That's what the creative process is. It's like doubting yourself all the time, all the time until you come out with something that, oh, I guess this actually really works and, and I, I should have trusted myself all along. Yeah. I find artists are never fully uh, happy with, it's kind of a, you know, they're, they're amazed what they can do in that period of time, but it's, you know, it's uh, to your point, it's, uh, it's can be a little, little high, high stress for you right there. Yeah. And yeah, but you could spend uh, even the mural that I'm painting right now. It, I had like four other options for murals and this was like, one that I originally had ruled out because I was like, yeah, that's going to be too difficult to paint. I'm just not going to do that. And then I showed it to other people and I showed it to the client and they were like, what, what's wrong with you? Like, yeah, I want this design. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, like I just doubt myself so much. And I, I think that's just part of what it means to, to, I don't know, care about what you do. Well, right. I mean, you said when you the... want it to be the best, Right, and I think that if you were just like, uh, it's, it was, you know, then it w wouldn't be really your process. Like you said, even when Urban Roots reached out to you, you're kind of like questioning them, you know, like, are you sure you want me? And so I think that, mm -hmm. I don't know, if, if you, you know, it's probably, you probably would save yourself a little stress if you weren't always like that, but like, along, but also but if, your, your, if your process wasn't, you know, that's kind of how it works and you've, you're looking at things really in the last couple of years, you've, you know, have you really been just so super busy? So I think there's part of you that realizes where it was 
and you don't want to go back to that. So you really, you know, you, every project that that's a compliment to you know how much you put into it. You know that you want it to be amazing. You're not just kind of like going through the motions, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I could easily just call it a day. I have something that that is producible, that is you know print ready or whatever it is. Yeah, I could just call you know call it done and just say you know what, never mind whatever it is what it is but I, I just can't do that like it's part of who I maybe my personality I'm, I'm such a you know a perfectionist in that way but also because everything I put out there that defines who I am that's part of who I am as a creative and I mean really the, the best references that you can get are just from clients right so it, every piece that I put out there is part of my resume yeah. So it's like my career is on the line every time I do something like that. Yeah, your murals are like huge business cards, right? It's like, oh, who did that? You know, and it's like, yeah. It might, I mean, it's, yeah, it's got to be yeah. awesome, right? To throw your name up on a huge wall in the corner. And it's like, oh, you know, you can see in the bottom right of the, or the Urban Roots one has your name on it. It's just, it's fuck, it must be really a cool feeling just to walk mm -hmm. by that and be like, that's my shit. Like, that's fucking awesome. It's, it's still surreal because yeah. I will be out on the, on the patio just having a beer and then I just kind of look up and I'm like oh yeah that took a lot of hours of work and and just the effort and scale of it all it's I still reflect on it a lot and have to really appreciate what it is and you know just like going on social media and being on Instagram and I see all of the tagged photos at Urban Roots and I'm you know I'm part of that whether they know it or not <laughs> I'm in their photos you know and so it's really weird to me to this day, but you know, I mostly I'm, I'm just really satisfied with the fact that they got what they wanted to because they wanted something that was like, you know, the Instagram wall, they wanted something that was recognizable and they've done a really good job with their physical space and representing what that is to them, you know, what, what their mission is and what, uh, who they are. I yeah. think that the mural itself communicates that, but it's also just like, uh, I just think that they've done such an awesome thing. It's a, such a huge brewery, and I I still like pinch myself a little bit where it's like, I, I'm, I don't think I'm biased in the way that I think that they're, you know, one of the best breweries in Sacramento. They're, they're, it's truly like a special thing. I don't, to be involved with that is just like really cool yeah and it's and i think that yeah that's like pure and genuine and honest and it's just you can tell in your voice to like how much you appreciate it and when you but you, and then you're saying what they've done with the the space and the place i've never had a single urban roots beer you know hopefully that'll change in the future but you look at their photos and there's a there's mm -hmm. a there's a vibe and an energy you know they they're taking staff photos and you know their their social stuff and their website you know that mural is so important to them and so for them to have yeah. that trust with you and that connection and you feel the love and they feel it and that you know you see not only them but just like you're saying you know if you go through you know all the tag photos you know people are, you know just with grin smiles from ear to ear in front of that thing and just really and then that's just carried over yeah. in the, inside with the you know the the design work you did for them as well you know with the menus and you know what have you and, and you know, the boards for the mm -hmm. beer and stuff it really just kind of it, it all ties together and it it not only works artistically, but it captures a, a vibe that you can't, you know, 
quantify or put on paper it's a feeling and it's you know like i said I've never i've never mm-hmm. i've my only experience with them is you and so it, that that resonates with me you know we haven't had their beer yet we'll, we'll track some down but like we don't if i never had their beer you know yeah. it's about you and so like we don't we don't do that but i'm 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 excited you know i want to mm-hmm. i want to be a part of that vibe and i think that you did a great job bringing that to life yeah i mean they they've got great beer so hopefully someday <laughs> you'll get a chance to try it but uh, yeah, I mean, they they have a real uh, identity. They understand who they are, what they want to be, and uh, I'm lucky to be a part of that for sure. So tell us about this. I feel like in a way that that's like an extension, you know? Yeah. It's like, like oh, they want me to be a part of it, then they feel like I'm part of that too. Yeah, they brought you into their hippie commune. Sorry, I got can't. I know I keep coming back to that. But. <laughs> You're just gonna not get jumped at. <laughs> no, no, let it go. I won't. I, how about this? I promise you, I won't play all the music for your episode of Grateful Dead. I'll, I'll, I'll make you that promise. <laughs> okay, thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, right. A, a, a dark star, seventy-seven or something. Yeah, but um, I like. Yeah, we like the dead here at the house, so that would be funny. But I would, I'm not trying to piss you off. I would, I would, I'm trying to make friends. Um, so you're working now on a on a uh, mural. I love a good banter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like uh so you're working now on a mural. Can you tell us get a little preview about it? You know, probably by the time this airs it might, you know, you know, we'll be able to maybe finish, but you know, what's the what's the, the, the theme or the project you're working on now? Yeah, so uh it should be finished. I'm hoping I can finish up within uh the next few days. Um there's a mural festival in Sacramento. It's called Wide Open Walls and uh it's a pretty cool idea that the there's this arts committee that commissions artists to during the month of August to get out there and and complete some, you know, street art, but, you know, actual commission pieces uh, on the really large scale. Last year, they actually had Shepard Ferry um, do a giant Johnny Cash mural on the side of this, like, I want to say like a five story building or something. It's like this hotel downtown. So that was all part of this mural festival. And it's become a pretty key part of what the art community is in Sacramento. Like people really grown to appreciate and love it. And so this mural that I'm doing right now is not necessarily part of that, but it's uh, in the spirit of that mural festival. And uh, there's, it's called the Urban Hive, which is funny because I've been working with Urban Roots and now this client is Urban Hive. <laughs> uh, they're an, a gallery and a co-working space in Sacramento who uh, asked me to do a mural in their space. Uh, it's me and three other artists and we're all actually here working right now trying to get it done by next weekend because they're doing a sort of like mural reveal party uh, where they're going to have like a little market. So I'm going to be selling some of my art here and it's going to be a pretty cool event. They have, you know, food trucks and all that fun stuff, a DJ, whatever. Uh, so I think that they may have found me just by virtue of word of mouth. I'm not quite sure, but I'm not a member here, but I am now. Uh, but they, they found me and messaged a couple of us artists saying if we were interested and I got to come in and kind of pick where I wanted to paint a mural. And it's around a doorway that actually leads to like the hallway to the restrooms. And it's a pretty prominent spot in the space. And, uh, I initially, I said, I told you that I didn't want to do this design because I thought it'd be too challenging. 
but it turns out it's, it's working out pretty well. There's a lot of uh, straight lines in it. It's, uh, I did it digital, digitally, so it's very geometric and uh, lots of straight edges. And I was a little bit concerned because obviously the other murals that I worked on were a little bit more like fluid, a little loose, like more cartoony. Uh, which I really like doing that style, but I do feel like I, I have sort of two different styles in a way where I really like to get silly and cartoony, like with some of the stuff I've done for Urban Roots. Um, but I also really like working in like flat geometric, uh, like, I don't know, kind of kind of weird stuff, I guess I'd say. Like, um, sort of like very, very modern flat design. Uh, and that's, the style that I'm working on at this one, I wanted to try something different. So it's uh, around a doorway. So I'm calling it uh, entrances and exits, which is kind of my uh, little ode to a band I really like called the OCs. I'm sure you've heard of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but they, they have, they, yeah, they have a couple albums. One is, you know, uh, <laughs> an odd exits and a weird entrances and, I think that's their call. I'm like blanking right now, but, but I, I really like those two albums. So this, it's like my own little ode to that where uh, there's lots of, uh, there's actually an exit sign over my mural oh, that wow. I can't get rid of. So I kind of played with that. And there's like these weird, like doorways in my design, like doorways and ladders and stairs and things. So I'm calling it entrances and exits because uh, yeah, I just think it's kind of a trippy thing some people are saying it's very like mc escher type because there's like lots of stairs and um weird uh play on dimension like Mm -hmm. you don't know what the space is whether it's coming out at you or or receding into the space a little bit so that's best i can describe it for now but i'm about halfway through it so i'm hoping to bang it out here in the next couple days and uh i'm getting lots of compliments already so I'm, i'm excited about it that's awesome. No, I, I, I like that. And we'll, uh, we'll definitely we'll yeah. get some, uh, that's a great segue into our next question. So, uh, it's a, it's a musical question. <laughs> um, what do you, do you have certain tunes you're listening to when you're creating? Is it, you know, per project? What, what, what's, what's going on? What's kind of the, the, what's the vibe or what's the, the studio like when you're working? Uh, I think I, I kind of vary between like really chill music. I, I'm really into a lot of um, like folky stuff too. Like uh, I've been listening to a lot of like Phoebe Bridgers and um, like Boy Genius. Really into that right now. Uh, so that stuff is like my more chill, laid back stuff. Really like uh, Angel Olsen. Um, like low key, but kind of dark stuff that kind of brings me down. But then I also really like like fast paced rock sort of uh like the ocs and um you know if i really need to get amped up a lot of sabbath always good and uh yeah i'm i'm really into uh king gizzard and the lizard wizard right now yeah i would turn I don't know uh, if you've, you've listened to them but uh, yeah i have i think one of our wicked. yeah one of our earlier guests recommended them and i was it was uh yeah they've been they, they were added to the the follows a while back so i i feel cool to to know them i'm oh, always sweet. yeah this question is just <laughs> more like yeah so i can get turned on to new music so i'm pretty pretty excited about it okay sweet yeah so yeah i really like you know them and 
in that same vein, like, I would say, like, Ty Seagal and sort of, like, garage rock stuff. Okay. But, yeah, I think I'm really into King Gizzard right now because I, I'm going to go see them next month, so I'm kind of, like, already hyped up about it. And like, yeah, like a little pregame. They have a new album coming out. Yeah, exactly. They have a new album coming out, so I've been listening to that as much as I can. That's the move. Like, you look at what's, like, on the music agenda, and it's like, okay, and then a new record comes out, you're like, oh... Which songs do I like? Do I want, like are they gonna play the whole thing? You don't know how that tour how's it gonna go? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a, it's kind of fun. It's a, exciting yeah. to get hyped up for it. Yeah. And they're a cool band because I, they switch it up with every album. Like this last one they did was sort of like uh really low key, sort of like uh, had more of like a, a country twang to it, like a little bit folky and it was uh about um fishing for fishies and it was sort of about like depleting our resources like you know we're overfishing the the sea but in a really like subtle way um and they they released that album and then they're following it up with this sort of like thrash metal album which i'm really digging and uh it's the same vein it's like global warming like we're burning the planet kind of thing but in a really like a way different attitude towards it you know which i just think as a band that's like such a it's so cool that you can switch it up a little bit. I just really admire that. And they but it's still like true to who they are as a band. It's really cool. Yeah, I think it's nice. I mean, even yeah, I think if you're pigeonholed to do one style, you know, if I just told you you're going to do editorial art and that was it forever, that would kind of suck, right? And you fa- you right. found this new passion with murals that you didn't yeah. you wouldn't have thought of years ago. And so I yeah, I love mm-hmm. it. I love it when and sometimes it sucks, but I, I like it. The I just don't like, you know, the idea that it's like a copy and paste record to record sometimes it's, it just gets boring you know it's like oh we're gonna try this one or right. I, mean, I think one of the coolest things in music was when you know nirvana or you know, the hip-hop artist did like the unplugged series and like that was completely mm-hmm. crazy you know the idea that they would do that and I, I remember i was you know all about it and and then i was like wait they're playing a coo- like that's gonna suck and i, I that that nirvana unplugged yeah. album might be one of my you know desert island records like i can listen to that every day any day and so it's uh but you know sure. and so yeah it's it, it's cool you know it definitely uh, i definitely dig that especially as somebody who you know speaks and vibes with artists all the time you know to to be pigeonholed sucks yeah and i think you know part of being an artist is you you are willing you're a risk taker in a way you know you're willing to go out on uh, a branch and, and say oh, I'm going to try something different and if it doesn't work out that is cool like but you know not every artist has that opportunity to do that even though they have the ability mm-hmm. to so I'm very fortunate to to have those opportunities and you know, I'm just always looking for for new ways to try those things out and yeah, maybe it's not going to be the the thing I'm best at, but at least I can say I tried it. Amen. And so this last question I think would be interesting with your, your background is, you know, what advice would you have for somebody who's, you know, early on in their career or getting started or, you know, thinking this is what they want to do with their life? You know, I think that your story will be inspiring to a lot of folks, you know, how hard you worked and, you know, the choices you made and kind of coming to that, you know, epiphany of, you know, what you're, your true self was and you know here you are you know working your ass off you know and doing what you love but it you know it didn't come without mm-hmm. you know some scrapes and bumps along the way yeah i mean i think really for me my like my core 
values that I try to follow is, is just like work hard because at the end of the day, you're going to have to work your ass off. Like it's not just going to fall into your lap because even when it does fall into your lap, you're going to be like, oh, it's because I work for this. You know, I didn't, it just doesn't come to you because you know somebody or, you know, got lucky. And uh, I just always like have an open mind and a, and a sense of humor about things. Like don't take yourself too seriously. Like uh, part of really when I first started doing design, I was kind of against the whole like graphic design, like snob thing. It's like, oh, I can only work on an Apple computer. I, you know, I know all of the right, you know, fonts to use or you know, I'm really typographic nerds and it has to be a certain way. And I just kind of rejected all of that because I just felt like it was a little bit too like uptight. You know, I just think that people need to be a little bit more open to stuff that's outside of what they think design is or what they think art is. Because I think design is so, people think of it so much as like a commercial art. And I don't think it has to be. I don't think it needs to be like so cut and dry. And so I just, I, I just think one, it would encourage every designer to also think of themselves as an artist and that you can find your own niche that it's you don't have to follow like a, a certain path and, and be be open about that yeah i i i i completely agree i i think that it's a be open be open to what comes and so you can miss out on opportunity because yeah, you're you're not willing to like be humble you know and just try something different you're like you know being stubborn yeah. is not the move. And that's honestly, <laughs> and that's honestly like another core part of who I try to be is, you know, just stay humble. Like you just, it, part of being open-minded is you have to be a little bit humble, right? Like you have to be pretty cognizant of, of who you are and, and the, the reason you make your decisions and if they're selfish or not, or, you know, what, what is that? What's the drive behind that? is it for money is it for fame or you know whatever it is like I try to stay humble in that way and I think that that, that helps my brand a little bit because it is who I think I am yeah it is who and you I, are you know I, I just want to stay genuine yeah so I would say like listen to yourself and, and be genuine to what not just what you want to do but maybe something that you didn't know you wanted to do yeah, I think that's good because I like be open to those possibilities. Yeah, because I think yeah, and it goes back to what we were saying earlier about like the the shitty jobs or learning things. Like sometimes you learn from situations that don't seem like they're the like they're not the sexy, pretty you know chapter in the story, but like they're really important to yeah. where you are right now. You know, learning what you sometimes learning what you don't like or improving your process by seeing or being open to somebody else's process and finding like a middle ground or a right. hybrid or, Hey, this person might not be the best artist, like whatever that means. Right. But man, they're really great with time management and the way they organize things and this, that, and the other. And I, I would like to take that little piece of it and how they do this and maybe how they talk on the phone or present themselves. They're really good salesmen. And I need to, I realize that I'm a kind of an entrepreneur, you know, running my own thing here. I need to, sell myself too and that doesn't mean that's not something i can draw you know it's a it's a talent that i don't have so i, I think that yeah being open to the universe and humble and you know yeah. absorb absorbing some things from other places that you weren't expecting can really go a long way mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think that there's so 
I think with everybody, creative or not, there you feel like there's this path that's carved out for you, or you know the way that society wants you to go. And and if you just if you try to follow that, you're just going to be like unhappy, and and you're going to struggle a lot more than if you just let it flow. <laughs> I know that's a really hippie thing to say, but <laughs> I, w- I was making a point to not mention that again for the rest of the interview. I was I was like I'm not going <laughs> to, yeah. But it's no, cool. I get it. Yeah, I know. It I, drives you. It drives you crazy. About, like using crystals and. <laughs> no, I don't go that far. I think not. You, you insulted me. Though. <laughs> I don't believe it all. I mean, I, I love it. Like there, I, I'm like I, I'm a, yeah, I'm like a businessman hippie. Like I, you know, I I believe in capitalism and what have you, and I'm pretty le- I'm pretty to the left, but uh, <laughs> I'm not into that like crystal and chakra stuff and whatever. So, yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. I'm like, it's, cool. yeah. I, I don't know what I call myself, but I, yeah, I definitely. Uh, that's always weird to me at the festivals, like trying to sell me this crystal for like hundreds of dollars. I'm like, you, you know, it's a, I mean, geodes are cool. I get it. We have some rock love in the house when you, <laughs> if you go hiking, but like, yeah, I'm not buying energy rocks right. or anything like that anytime soon. Okay. I, I'm with you on that one. Thank All right, you. cool. All right, cool. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I thank you Lily for, for being a part of the project. Uh, you're natural and I'm really, uh, you know, your story is really inspiring. It's really great that, um, you're so busy. I'm really happy to be able to kind of get some of your time, literally while you're working on a mural, which is super cool. And uh, yeah, I hope we get to meet in the future. You know, have some Urban Roots beers, and uh, you know, meet meet the dog, and just uh, you know, we'll continue to support and follow along, and just you know, anything we can do to help you know your brand and promote you. You know, please don't hesitate to reach out. We've got some big ideas. Maybe trying to do something out in the West Coast in the future, and so obviously we keep being involved with mm-hmm. that. And, uh, yeah, we're For just sure. super psyched. Yeah, I, I am too. I, I appreciate you getting me involved in all this and I, I plan to continue to listen to the podcast and I think you're, you're doing something really cool. So I want to let you know that too. Well, thank you. It means a lot. Cause I, yeah, I'm just, uh, this is my happy place and I really take a lot of joy into it and I really, uh, and that lets me look at the world. You know, I have all these new friends around the world who are doing you know, amazing things. And I'm just really, uh, I don't know, just gives me much pride and happiness. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, a really unique community. And I think that it, you're tapping into that. It's a, it's a special thing and it should be tapped into. So, yeah, you always have a friend in Sacramento. So <laughs> Excellent. All right, Lily. And, uh, yeah, keep, keep us updated on that. And uh, remember, follow along Lily Therens, lilytherens.com. See that mural, how it's going. And uh, we'll rock out to the OCs later. We'll, we'll think of you. So thanks so much. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. All right, cool. Talk to you soon. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. And there you have it, folks. Episode 125, Lily Theron's The Essential Lily Interview is in the books. I think it was a great fucking episode. I mean, her story is completely unique. She's super humble. She's doing great work. The mural she's putting out, the music she's digging, just an all-around great experience. I mean, I've seen that wall, not in person, but, you know, just kind of... uh, over the interwebs, you know, at Urban Roots, and it is it is a center point for that whole experience. And so, what she's doing and what she's done, it's just really exciting that we're able to, you know, 
present and share those stories and information with you. LilyTherens.com, LilyTherens on Instagram. And it just, you know, I just, you know, this is really, you know, we say it's about beer, we say it's about this, but this is really a people project. And we're just really lucky to, to get to, I say meet Lily, but, you know, we've yet to meet in 3D, but I, I know that will happen. Um, you know, we teased before earlier on when we were in Maine, you know, meeting folks and you know, cool little thing we did. And it was kind of humbling. You know, we have a lot of guests from the Maine area and, you know, we don't get to meet everybody and we vibe with folks and we really have a good time and we're doing the Artercraft beer up there you know, hubbub, and folks reached out, hey, I'm coming to town, hey, I'm coming, to, hey, you're coming to town, you know, can we get together, can we get together, and Maine, why I love it, it's a family trip, and that's really the priority, so I, I knew that I was even probably, you know, poking the bear again, um, you know, one night out, but, you know, decided, you know, hey, okay, instead of just, like, having, you know, one beer with everybody, why don't we get everybody together and, you know, do it up, so... Navarre Rez, you know, that's always a, you know, focal point. And so, you know, got to, you know, meet Ryan Adams. Scott Hyduke was there. You know, Will Sears, you know, showed up. Uh, you know, Carla, who's a, an incredible, you know, uh, beer writer in the area. You know, the active, you know, Ben the, at the Active Beer Geek was there. Evan from, you know, O came, you know, uh, um, Mr. Iron Sheik himself from, you know, Novarez there, you know, Shaheen was there, and, you know, uh, Will came down from Portland, and it was just, you know, uh, Laura was there from Definitive, it, it was just, it was dope, like, we just, everyone just, I don't know, it was just like, we were all friends, like, it wasn't, you know, I would say most folks knew each other, or like, one degree of separation from each other, but it was just really genuine, just to kind of, just everyone kind of got together drank kicked it you know burned relaxed talked you know and it was it was awesome i mean it was really uh, an ideal way that could have played out for me and i just really just you know it, it's it really feels like home up there for me when i go up there it just feels like there's just something different and so you know and I, i'm i'm ride or die philly you know that's my squad and you know i, I love it there but Maine's definitely coming in uh, you know tied for second or you know close third and so uh, it's just really cool to to be able to have those experiences and so i know that we'll get out to cali and you know we'll see connor we'll see you know tim and laura and everybody you know everyone out there and it'll just be wonderful and so you know we'll get to meet lily and we, we you know we would love to do a you know a cali the art of craft beer or a west coast so let's not get ahead of ourselves but we're always thinking and if you're listening and you got a venue you know a guy all right you know a guy but yeah, it's a great episode. I mean, I mean, I would love to see pictures of the house and you know see the experience of you know the fact that her dad built the cabin and you know all that stuff. And if you're if you're listening, Dad, you know, peace and love, and it's just you know fucking awesome. We were gonna fuck with Lily and play some just like all Grateful Dead music for all the you know the the drops, but I just thought that would be kind of cruel. And if I'm trying to make friends, that's not usually the best way. You don't make friends with salad. You don't make friends with salad. And, um, yeah, it was just, uh, it was a great experience. And, you know, I, I say that it's a, it's a genuine, you know, feeling for me. I, I am a people person. I can vibe without being a per, you know, in, in person with them and seeing them. But yeah, I'm just, I love her story. I love what she's doing. I love her designs. That mural is is great that she did while we were talking. 
and you know finished up you know we're playing the oc's record that you talked about which inspired that right now that's the bed below and so it's just uh it was just a great episode 125 and you know maybe we'll be lucky to do 125 more but we thank you we really appreciate everything you're doing we thank you for being a part of this experience go buy some glasses buy some merch support your favorite podcast and check out theartofcraftbeer.com until next week we love you we do hugs kisses xo high fives handshakes etc etc until next week folks We are done.